last week on Discount Heroes. It's going to be, let's say, a few weeks before Wagon Wheel wakes up. First thing Demrock's got to do is get back to town. Going inside, it looks like your apartment has been completely ransacked. You find a letter addressed to you from somebody named Pat. And then another, it's a flyer for a, a battle of the bands in a few months. You see a sign out front that says Census and Records Office. But it says that the sentence was actually pronounced somewhere else. Lidage? He's going to travel up and try to check out Alcaster Isle. But you see smoking ruins lie in various places around it. Quite a few broken wooden dolls lying on the ground. You see off in the distance a cluster of shadows standing in a circle. What's up, Deathbeak? Looks like he wants you to hop on. Deathbeak delivers you to the front of the gravesite of Cadaver Masher. It looks like somebody desecrated it. Four or five of them have also been dug up recently. Their gravesite's completely empty. He heads off towards the far mountains. So you walk up this hidden mountain trail. I'm afraid it's just me here. You can call me Ojo, though. You see a constellation that you don't recognize. They seem to shine with a sickly green light. I don't know why, but druids have stopped coming here. Quincy Puffton lets you know that he'll be awake in the morning. Because I tell you, these boys are having some wild dreams tonight. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a chaotic character and story-driven real play podcast. We're a group of <laughs> I've got it. Bye, friends. <laughs> you wanna go ahead and try that again? <laughs> no, keep going, keep we, going. Leave this in. We'll fix it in post. We're good. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. are a group of five friends who've <clears throat> known each other for 15 plus years. We've played countless hours of questionable D&D, and now we want to share with you the game we love so much. My name's Brent. I'm the DM here. We've got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? My name's Tyler. I'm playing Copes, the Circle of the Stars Druid. Oh, I didn't see you there. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. My name's Demarok, a tiefling bard, and I'm just a lovable goof. Now check out my friend Thrasher. Hey guys, this is Matt, and I play Knox Longfoot. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to start over. <laughs> this is uh, Jared playing part of Thrasher, the human barbarian. All right, guys, and I have a question that is less of a question and more of a demand for explanation. How dare you! There was a joke that was made many episodes ago 
something about an ankylosaurus. 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 And I remember Matt said something about this being a favorite memory of, I believe, Jared and Tyler's. But that joke was never explained. No, no. It was it was just me and Matt. Yeah. I'd like an explanation for the listeners here. Matt, you just go. Matt, tell them. Okay, I'll describe what I did to take part in the scene, which was nothing, and then we'll let Jared describe the rest. So this was just on the topic of dinosaurs. This was, I believe, the first time Jared ever came over to my house, probably middle school, eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, somewhere right around there. We were playing some computer games, one at a time. I only had one computer. Just say Diablo. It was Diablo 2. We were playing Diablo 2. We were playing Diablo 2. So I'm sitting there, I'm on the computer, Jared had just showed me this game, I'm playing, and all of a sudden Jared is gone, I don't know where he is, he's in like a spare bedroom. And then I hear the closet door open, and I turn around to see... Me, walking out of the closet, holding my arms inside my shirt with three little claws on each hand, and I stepped out and said, Grr, I'm a T-Rex. And this was at like four in the morning to which I just <laughs> fell out of my chair and died laughing. So that was it. There you go. That's the memory. <laughs> That's all. It was very funny. That's not an Ankylosaurus. Nope. Not at all. We just, just about dinosaurs. If you think about dinosaurs and me and Matt are in the room, that's what we both think of. Oh, see, I thought it was a reference to when you broke Tyler's ankle. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was my foot. Yeah. It was the whole foot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he broke my knee, but that didn't have anything to do with the ankle. <laughs> There's a reason he's called Thrasher. Bro, you haven't broken anything of mine. Except my heart. Oh. Alright, well, Tyler, explain to us how Jared broke your whole foot. Nah, that's a story for another day. He's a giant asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking tequila, and I was standing on a car jack. I don't think there really needs to be any more said. And <laughs> I was telling him to jack me up. And, <laughs> and then... He proceeded to kick it out from under me because he thought it was funny. <laughs> and my foot broke right in half when I landed. <laughs> he jacked you up, that's for sure. Yeah. In my defense, it was funny. And continues to be funny. I mean, if you're asking for it. <laughs> I now have two screws in my foot and lost my job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were teenagers. That was barely a job. I was 24. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you break anyone else's bones, Jared, before we move on? No one on the podcast. Well, we'll have them on as a guest later. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the listeners, the many of you that Jared has broken one of your bones. We appreciate you being here. I'm sorry. I don't do it on purpose. I break a lot of stuff. My ex did tell me to stop being a baby and that it was just a burst blood vessel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were whining a lot. When we hit 500 followers on Twitter, we'll recreate both of those scenes. <laughs> the dinosaur scene, and we'll break Tyler's foot again. We're not breaking your knee, though? No, that was a different story. <laughs> All right, well, I was going to ask Aaron if he ever broke any of your bones, Tyler. No, it's the only bone that's ever been broken in my entire body. Neither of you ever, like, smacked the other one in the head with a Lincoln log, though, right? Not that either one of us can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Because of the Lincoln log, of course. <laughs> Jared, I'm pretty sure, pushed his little sister down a flight of stairs. So. <laughs> she, there was no witnesses. She <laughs> fell. She's so clumsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Two left feet, man. 
All right, Aaron, any of your bones been broken by another member of the party, or have you broken any of their bones? The only bone I've ever broken is my 11th finger. And then I wink. <laughs> he is winking, everybody. Just if anybody was wondering. He's winking furiously. Well, I had a winking sound effect. Wink. Ching. No, just, just do me going, wink. All right. Last week, our intrepid adventurers went oh, there. Oh, you didn't say the thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're really dropping the ball, Brent. He's throwing me off my rhythm now. I got it. I got it. Cue the level up music. Now the whole game's going to be delayed by five seconds, man. No. All right. So let's go ahead and begin the game. Yeah. <laughs> Silence! (laughs) He said it. Well, okay, you brought me back. All right, we're good. We're good. All right, I'm back in the groove. Last week, our intrepid adventurers went their own separate ways for a little while. Demarok picked up his mail and investigated the history of his three murder orbs, finding a paper trail leading to a far-off city. Thrasher was confronted by an old rival, resulting in an emotional reunion. (laughs) very good they led him to the now desecrated grave of frontman cadaver masher getting thrasher even more pissed than he's ever been emotional i get it (laughs) i thought it was a word i didn't know copes copes ventured to a storied location sacred to the druids of the grove where he observed something unsettling in the skies and received a message left by jariah And then Knox decided to take the ship and scout out Alcaster Isle, finding portions of it in ruin, seemingly ravaged by battle with wooden dolls broken and battered on the ground. All right, so we're going to say it's the night right before your reunion. Let's go in order that you guys are on my screen. Knox, what are you dreaming about? Ooh, I think Knox is having a nice, peaceful dream of blowing shit up with buns. Having a good old boom-boom party. Good old-fashioned boom-boom. You're blowing shit up with Florgo Buns. What are you blowing up currently? Uh, I think it was a dream that we were on a hero's quest to, like, get some rats out of a, a tavern. I'm teaching Florgo Buns in my dream how to be an adventurer, and we just, you know, we're blowing up little tiny rats with giant fireballs. It's a bit unnecessary, probably. Some farmer hired you to kill, like, 40 rats in his basement. Yeah. And we just took the whole house out. No more rats, though. Questionable results. <laughs> You're blasting a rat. There's a huge mushroom cloud of smoke forming in the air, and you see a face within. It's Quincy's face. Rat Jesus? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Quincy! What the... Don't worry, it's totally normal. I, never mind. I'm, I'm waking up soon. Come to me. Oh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm on my way. He looked around disturbed before fading away. <laughs> You're just missing context clues. It's fine. All right, Copes, what are you dreaming about? He is currently embodying Money Money Goldman, and he's hosting an extravagant <laughs> ball and dinner party. But when he looks around, all the guests are animals. And they're all wearing, like, fancy suits. There's, like, a a bear with a top hat playing, like, the stand-up bass. 
with like goat backup singers and that's just really really nice and i'm chatting up a friendly uh sea otter at the table oh nice you're chatting them up and a waiter walks by what animal is the waiter the waiter he's a wallaby <laughs> he's a wallaby and he holds a silver tray with a cover out to you oh god whose head's under there <laughs> <laughs> Very good, sir. I lift up the... Oh, you see Quincy's head under there. Ah! <laughs> ah! Ah! Why would you dream this? Why are you here? I'm waking up soon. You have to come to me. Well, when the party is over, I will come. And I put the lid back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I tap it. Next course, sir. You brought some thrice-baked pigeon. I cheers Solomon, the sea otter, and we drink. Is it a pigeon that brings it to you? Really sad pigeon. <laughs> no, it's a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> With a little tuxedo on. Thrasher, what are you dreaming about? Thrasher's kind of having a bit of a nightmare, actually. He's on a baking competition TV show, and <laughs> nice. he's wearing a frilly apron, <laughs> and just nothing is going right. He was in a hurry, so he didn't bloom his yeast, and it's you know it's just not working out. Nothing's rising. The ganache is just ugh, way too stiff, and the whole audience is emus, and they're making angry emu noises at everything he does. Oh no! Oh man! Now we're at the judging portion of the competition. Oh no! You place your plate in front of the first judge. The other two are emus, <laughs> and it's it's Quincy. He looks up confused and startled. What is this? Uh, uh, where, where'd this apron come from? Oh, gross. You made this? Uh, just eat it, man. <laughs> I'm going to roll. He's going to eat it. No, no. I've never wanted a nat one so much in my life. <laughs> He's chewing it for so long. <clears throat> In that dramatic moment, you sit through two commercial breaks before he finishes chewing. It's good. Wait, wait, no. No, you have to come find me. I'm waking up soon. <laughs> oh, oh, awesome, man. I'll, uh, I'll, get, I'll get the guys. We'll see you soon. You have to show me how to make that later, and then he vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the other emu judges. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what would they do if they were displeased? Do those noises again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Demarok, you're dreaming of what? Oh, dang. Um, <laughs> he's playing Bonnaroo. <laughs> so Demarok's being hoisted in the air by a throng of fans, and they're just cheering his name over and over, and he's just one... A game of memory against an ancient-looking gnome. As he looks down, like his best friends are holding him up. They're throwing up. They're cheering for him. And I see, oh, there's Pat and Vex Nelstrom. And he's so happy because he's finally joined the better heroes. The reasonably priced heroes. All right, and they're placing a crown on top of your head. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's a huge crown, too. The person who's putting it on your head is struggling with it. You recognize them, actually. It's Quincy. 
Wagon wheel. What? What the hell's going on? What do you mean you're crowning me? Oh, I am? I'm your king. Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah, you are, I guess. <laughs> Bow before me. Wait, no, no. I'm waking up soon. You have to... No. No, this isn't a dream. <laughs> no, this is real. Please, this is real. And then he vanishes and the crown falls onto your head. Oh. And everyone cheers again. I'm coming, wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I'm not sure who was left with the ship, but I say we just skip the logistics of getting everybody together. I agree. Just assume that you all collect each other in whatever way is most logical, but you don't talk at all until everyone's there. Complete silence the (laughs) entire ride. That's right, because you don't want anyone to miss any of the catching up. So the last person gets on the ship. Guys, it's so good to see all y'all. I'm such an awkward silence. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, bros? Yeah, you too, guys. I don't wish I was anywhere else with any other adventures. <clears throat> That's a weird thing to say, but... No, it's just how I feel. Okay, okay. He's changed, bros. It feels good to finally speak after that long ride back. That was weird. You know the rules of the airship. You don't talk to her all here. I know, I know. Yeah, I wrote it on the wall over there. So what have you guys been up to? I tell them what I was up to. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you see, Thrash. No, I also tell them what I've been up to. On a green-tinged planet. <laughs> Copes, like, tells him he went to an observatory, but doesn't say, like, any specific about the race that was there or where he actually went. Well, Thrasher tells you guys all about going to the mountain and all the tour upgrades and stuff. Yeah, I, I really want to get back there and figure out what's up with all those graves, man. Yeah, we already did that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> did you get any fresh-squeezed emu oil while you were there, by the way? Maybe you should join the Discord. You would get that. That's for all the fans on the Discord, not including Thrasher. Hey, who do you think told him to post that in the Discord after he sent it to me in a text message? I'm not talking to you, sorry. I was talking to the fans. Fucking secondhand Discord messaging. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> is it late at night or is it early morning? Is Wagon Wheel ri- you know, rising up soon? or? It's early morning. Wagon Wheel's in his quarters. In the race car bed. In the race car bed. <laughs> you didn't even want to go talk to him until everyone was there. <laughs> He knows the rules. He might have come in and he was like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the wall. Just points at the sign on the wall. <laughs> Every room has a poster in it now. <laughs> so, uh, Knox, how's our little buddy been doing? Uh, he's been quiet. He better fucking be quiet. <laughs> uh, calm down, Copes. Sorry. It's unnecessary. No, I, I had a dream that he was going to be waking up this morning. Wait, what? Yeah, it was in my dream. He just appeared. I had a dream. He was crowning me king of memory. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he said, come to me, come to me. And then now I'm here. I also had a dream. Some wallaby tried to feed me his head. Oh. This is so strange. I was in a totally normal memory. Y'all have some strange dreams. 
I'm an extravagant man, Knox. Go. Seder. Let's go check on him. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Me first! I just let go of the wheel. Uh, you are definitely not first. I am first. He's my little buddy. I'm running past him. Can I race him? I am definitely faster than you. I want to, let's see. Are we going to make a scramble check to see who can get to the room first? All right. So you've decided to go talk to Wagon Wheel. You scramble into the door. Can we roll a scramble check? Who's going to be the first to get there? It's me. Me. Scramble check. Me. I'm the fastest. I'm so fast. Yeah, but you're fastest in a straight line. Maybe we're jumping over walls and scrambling around. I will strike all of you to get you out of my way. I can use magic. I'll burn a spell slot. I don't care. Come on, group roll off. All right, how does this scramble work? Acrobatics, bro. I think acrobatics is good. Athletics, for sure. No way. Acrobatics or athletics. Boo. All right. That's going to be a 25 for Thrasher. Damn it. I got a six. Then we're all got a seven. 19. Beating you, Knox. When Knox realizes he's the last one, he stands outside for like five minutes, knowing that nobody can talk until he comes in. (laughs) (laughs) The Thrasher, you make it through the door first. Wagon wheel. Sorry, old time's sake. What's up, Quincy? All right, you guys tumble through the door where the race car bed is. It's facing the wall. We wouldn't have set it up like that. The bed slowly spins around. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm sure you're wondering why I've called you here. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, no way. Uh, yeah? Uh, just kidding, guys. It's good to see you guys. Hey, what's up, man? Quinsley! Hey, Quinsley! Goopoff! He hops out of bed and immediately falls on his face. Oh, I haven't used those in a while. Ah. Can you guys help me up? I do. Or maybe just hold me for a while. I do. I put him on my shoulders. He kind of wobbles up there. All right, this is this is fine. This is good. Does he still have his star-studded glasses I gave him? I thought you gave him those in the mind realm. I did, but maybe my love was so strong that, that they transcended realms. Well, I'm sorry, where? The brain plane. Thank you. If I'm going to give you this gold, you got to at least use it. Why? We haven't got to use any gold this whole time. To be fair, his current glasses are also now a super weapon into the brains of other people. (laughs) I imagine we took that off. (laughs) Feels like a risk to wear these. Plus, I don't really need them anymore. Now with Legis to the side, I can see a lot better. I don't know why he would make my vision worse other than to be a dick, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's a terrible thing to do. I pocket the glasses. Yeah, make someone's vision worse on purpose? That's mental abuse. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't make your vision worse. Yes, so really, when I took off your glasses earlier, I was helping you see to try to prove that you didn't need them. It's a nice thing to do. He's forgiving us, Knox. What? No. Yeah, I feel like we went through this already. (laughs) So, what did you find out? What did you mean with Legis out of the way? Ah, well... It's kind of a lot. You sure you want to hear it all? Yes. Yes. I'm going to cook some snacks. All right. He explains it all. (laughs) Thank you, Clarissa. Clarissa. (laughs) (laughs) We're here all night. (laughs) So, you guys, I got this caramel popcorn. 
and I got some salty stuff. <laughs> Careful, don't make too much popcorn or you might draw in popcorn, Matt. All right, I got to... <laughs> now, this is just what I've managed to piece together from what they told me. Who told you what? Uh, Legis isn't exactly just one thing. Oh, I thought you meant someone on the ship. No, no. Let me start from the beginning here. Now, this is just what I've managed to piece together. They kind of spoke very cryptically and sometimes very erratically and almost insanely. And this is just what I what I feel like I've pieced together from what they said. But the world is doomed, guys. Oh shit. Oh bummer. That's the short version of it. You believe him? I I don't know. They wouldn't have much reason to lie. Well, all right, so the best I understand it is Alright, there's a magic to creation. The things that we all are. The land, everything. This magic is fundamental to all things. Every speck of dirt, star in the sky, every one of us is made from this base magic, this juice of creation. Juice of creation. (laughs) Hey, that's the exact word that Lee just used. It's a gross word. (laughs) They said it flows and ebbs like the ocean, just out of reach everywhere, though in some places it bleeds through more than others. In any case, the souls that inhabit our bodies, inhabit living creatures of this place, they're created from this stuff. They flow out of it, like a steady flow of new souls being born all the time. They join with the other souls passing through the cycle once again. I said that normally that's what happens. And I, I don't know exactly what they mean by normally. They wouldn't really explain. They said that normally the souls flow freely into new beings as they're born. That it should just flow continuously, but here it doesn't. For some reason there's a bottleneck. Souls struggle to break through, and that's how we got paired together. Some souls are aggressive and cunning, and they hitch a ride to another soul as it passes through and gets bonded to a physical being. So, you end up with a single person with two souls inside of them. So, Quincy Puffton and Legis the Terrible. Wait, so he's always been with you? It seems like it. My body, I don't know exactly how it works, but it knows that I'm the correct owner of this body. So he had to contrive this whole plan to drive me into despair, to make me agree to give him use of my body eventually. That was the only way he could just have it. Hold on, Q-Puff. Are you talking about the circle of life? It's not the circle of life. (laughs) Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, It's called the cycle of vivification. (laughs) So, if Legis was always inside of you, then what was the black thing? That was Legis. What was that constellation for? That's something that I couldn't get them to explain. They were very cagey about what it was that they were. But that's that's what Legis looks like. That's its form. That's what it's made of. Stars? I guess so. But its form didn't look any different when I was negotiating with it at the table. When I asked about it, they seemed to be almost embarrassed or angry about it. Did you never think that maybe you shouldn't make a deal with something like that? You saw what happened to me. I was driven to desperation. I didn't know why this kept happening. Were those your memories? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have all your memory back? 
It doesn't really seem like remembering. It's kind of vague images. I remember some crazy stuff, it feels like. It's almost like I've known you guys for a lot longer now. So if you and Legis are the same guy in the same body, how did you ever meet him? How did Was that all in your head? I guess from the way Legis described it, they couldn't exert their influence all the time. This is my body rightfully, so they had to pick key moments to take control for brief amounts of time. They kind of continued to do that. I couldn't remember what was happening. They just drove me to despair. So if I were to watch you talking to Legis, you'd just be a little dude talking to yourself? I guess so. It always seemed like they were right there, though. Whenever I saw them, they appeared like it was, they were physically in front of me. Do you see them now? No, we worked that out. Oof. In order to get some answers here, I had to give some things up, but this is my body now. I've got another question for you. When we were trying to save you there, at one point, Lee just really reached out to us and said, You don't understand. I'm trying to save you. Any idea what that means? Oh, yeah, man. Lee just is nuts. <laughs> so it looks like the dolls were some kind of plan. For some reason, something about me having two souls lets me make objects that have a sort of hole in them. Something that can be filled with a soul. <laughs> I, I can't. So, so you, you made <laughs> dolls with a hole to be filled? That's awful. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I do want one now. Good market, though. I do want one. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's lonely on this airship. You never let me talk about why they were so great, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So the dolls were some kind of plan to keep souls from flowing back into the cycle to slow it down somehow because the souls just stay trapped in the dolls forever until the doll degradates into dust or you smoke them oh that yeah that that releases it back in yeah wait did you smoke one mm -mm, mm -mm, not me i'm i'm clean oh because it's full of carcinogens <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get a new job so <laughs> so his plan to help society was to murder people and trap their souls in dolls that they couldn't control. And he says he's doing this in the name of good. Like I said, this was crazy. They alternated between seemingly lucid and completely crazy. Went on long tirades that made no sense to me. I believe that that's why they were doing it. But yeah, I agree. It's not that great of a plan. Okay. Now... Do you know, was Legis the top? Was he the start of this plan? Nah, I couldn't get those answers out of him. He wouldn't tell me anything. He did say he'd be surprised if there weren't other people doing the same thing. Like, not necessarily with dolls, obviously. Maybe there's got to be some smarter villains out there. Yeah, maybe like, um, like a big grapefruit with a hole in it or something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 you know, so you can fill it up. Yeah, yeah. No, we. I think we got it, Timmy. With a soul or something. I think we got it. Okay, well, that, that brings up another issue. I went up the coast to Altcaster Isle, and the entire 
place looks like it's been ransacked by dolls. There's wooden bodies all over the place. Buildings destroyed. It looked like the whole place was under siege or something. Oh, yeah. They love the dolls there. Wizards love these dolls. I'm telling you. (laughs) I don't know if they get out much, but... (laughs) This is the worst. (laughs) I hate everything about it. I mean, I didn't mean for it to... It just won't go away now. This week on Discount Sex Dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this episode called Grapefruit with a Hole in It? No. Okay, well, I think there's something more to this. I mean, we know the dolls came from Allcaster. I don't know if they made them there or if that's where they were shipped from. I think that's where we need to go next. I think we need to check it out. I'd really like to make sure people are okay there. Yeah, um, one other thing real quick. Wagon, while we were in your mind going back to your past. Brain plane. Was that your real home? Is that where you grew up? Oh, you mean back then? Yeah, that was my home city of Lidditch. <gasps> I know some people from Lidditch. Oh, really? Oh, you want to meet him? Uh, loosen up my hoodie and let my little dudes out. My little murder bros. Hmm, okay. So, only two of them come out. You actually haven't seen one of them since that night. Yeah, I'm not really attentive, so I probably don't even notice. Okay. <laughs> okay. There, These are from there? Yeah, this is Sonus and Tremolo and... He looks around. There was another one, but yeah, you ever met these guys? I mean, we don't really look like that. What are these? Just a couple murder bros. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I don't really know what they are. They're okay, they're some lost souls that need me to go on a quest and save them and like redeem their, you know, purity or something like that. Oh, and they, they play sweet music. Oh, they were convicted of a crime? Maybe. Maybe. We still think it might be saving babies. There's no we involved in that. But we're kind of just crossing our fingers. Well, there wouldn't be a surprise to get convicted of anything in Lidditch. There are probably more crimes than there are people in that city. Now look at Sonus and Trimble. See, guys, I'm doing it. I got you. Just out of my own curiosity, Brenton, did you ever say that they were murderers? Or did Aaron just start saying that at one point? He just started saying it. Okay, I was pretty sure that was the case. I just wanted to make sure. There was a crime that they were killed for that was wiped off the face of their headstone. Mm -hmm. Murder bros. Probably. Jaywalking. (laughs) They seem pleased. Finally, he's getting something done. They hum. All right, shut up. Back in the hood, you two. (laughs) I scoop them up. All right, so what you guys doing? Well, I still want to go check out the mountain sometime, but... Nox, if you feel so strongly about it, then I'm willing to go help you out. I I would really appreciate it. It looked like a bad scene went down there. I was going to try to go in and check it out, but honestly, I didn't feel comfortable on my own doing it. Oh, guys, there's the, the thing I mentioned. It's been a while mentally. I think you guys deserve a reward for helping me out. I know you didn't do it for a reward. <sighs> and I know you're going to say no, but go ahead and let me insist. I come back in the room. Part of the contract, I know you guys were listening intently, but 
part of it involved the reverting of all the funds that we owned together back to me solely. Uh huh. He hands out a slip of paper. I take it. Does he turn his back so that none of the other people can see? <laughs> I eat it. Goat joke. <laughs> I don't get it. You look at it. It's a, a promissory note to the Citadel of Wealth. Mm. Ooh. For the amount of 50,000 gold pieces. Oh, shit. You pity puff, my man. That's each? No, not each. Not each. I'm not that wealthy, but you guys deserve this money. Uh, I was hoping you guys would let me stick around. I don't really want to sell dolls anymore, but I'm sure I can sell other things. Maybe I can sell stuff that you guys bring back. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. Holy crap. An auction house. I don't really want to kill people anymore, but if I mean, if it came down to it, I, I would. Oh, you leave that to us. <laughs> Y'all thinking what I'm thinking? I very much doubt it, but go ahead and say it. Discount pirates. I was correct. I'm thinking we let him open up a business off our ship. Where he sells the goods that we find for us. Yeah, I think that's cool. It could be called... It would be something grand. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe the grand exchange. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) The Grand Exchange. Grand Exchange. It's been a while. It's really been a while. <laughs> no, I made one earlier when I was talking about killing the rats in the basement. <laughs> we know. We know. We just didn't want to tell Brent. <laughs> hey, RuneScape, if you're looking for a sponsor, we've already thrown a lot of your product in. So we might just be your people. No, no, no. no. They are not looking for the sponsor. I think at least three out of five of us would probably accept RuneScape gold. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, listeners, please don't open up that game until they start paying us. We'll let you know. I want gold, and I would like to shake Zazima's hand. Zazima. I think he's going to be on the podcast next week. Bring back Guthix. Uh, he died in the God Wars. All right, we have to go. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk up to Wagon Wheel and flip out the uh, drawing I did of that constellation. Or of that six star or whatever I saw in the observatory. Mm-hmm. Hey, Quince, uh, does any of this look familiar, little bro? Not to me, but... And his eyes sort of, like, change color briefly. They go dark. And uh, they quickly turn back. Well, Lee just does not like that. He's ranting pretty angrily right now. Really? Wait, he's still in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to negotiate with him to take ownership of my mind back but we've worked out an arrangement where I'll let him out sometimes. Wait, are you telling me you guys have a deal? Yeah, we've got a deal. I told you it was time for a new deal. That's my boy! Litigious as fuck! So Legis does not like this drawing? No, he's pretty angry right now. In fact, pretty sure he would have torn it to pieces if I hadn't taken it back over. Does he like this one? And I show him a drawing of Legis as a a little schoolgirl. (laughs) Yeah, he's skipping around. He's got ponytails. Debbie, why do you have that? (sighs) But just sometimes I get lonely, and I like to think about leeches. Gosh. (laughs) If I could ever go back in time and not ask a question, 
<laughs> yeah, can we can we move on? All right. There's one more important question since we're talking about pieces of paper. Who was it that created the idea for woman paper? Oh, oh, you you found that, huh? Never mind. Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> How about we have that dinner that we promised? Do you still have it? <laughs> never mind. Never mind. It's fine. I I can I can get a new one. Let me look at it for ten minutes while you guys aren't in here. <laughs> yeah, if you guys don't mind, I'll stick around. Uh, I'm not really into the violence thing anymore, but I'll help you out however I can. Yeah, you're always welcome on the ship. So cute. Is there only one citadel of wealth, or do they have branches? Oh, they got branches all over. There's probably one in Valist, even. I mean, I know there is. I've lived there for a while. Well, but what am <clears throat> I saying? I, there is one. I don't want to go back there. Did you say Alcaster Isle instead? There's one in <laughs> Alcaster Isle. There's one in Lidditch. Dang. Well, I know we wanted to save more people, but kind of got that gold calling me. Yeah, we, we'll get the gold as soon as we check out Alcaster. There's one there. I'm sure we'll find it. Deal. Now I have a deal. But I can back out of it at any time. No, 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 no. You didn't say it. Ah. I'm going to duplicate my picture and give one of them to Wagon Wheel. Oh, okay. Well, he gets really mad whenever I look at it. Yeah, well, you know, you own yourself now. So try to get some information out of it. That's true. I'll look at it. (laughs) (laughs) He's so pissed. (laughs) Yeah, I am going to duplicate it and give him one. Okay, maybe I can get some more information out of him. I, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's like a 24-hour thing, 48-hour. You know, I got time. Hey, did those um guys say how long we had to the to the whole world's destroyed? Or Oh, yeah. He said it'd be like 10,000 years or something like that. Oh, well, fuck it. Right, bros? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. We got a boat and a bunch of money? Yeah. Professor LaFire said people say this stuff all the time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It, sorry, sorry. It was one to 10,000 years. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, shit. So maybe 10,000 years. Yeah, but maybe one. That's what I got out of it. Are we taking the ship? Or are we moving on? Yes. Yeah, let's go. All right. It's been a few weeks, so I'll go ahead and say this quickly. If you want to interact with him, you can. Rick, in the intervening time, said that he was going to go back to his homeland and set off on foot. Bye, Rick. Bye, Rick. (laughs) We got to quit doing this. (laughs) He said that weeks ago, or he said that just now? Let's say he did it sometime after you guys all left. He said he was going to set off back to his homeland, which is to the far north of Alcaster Isle. I pull up his uh, dead comrade's body that I've been carrying around <laughs> and hand it to him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, man. And he stuffs it into his bag. <laughs> Just like legs and shit are hanging out. <laughs> but in any case, Rick is gone. Thank God. <laughs> Well, you know, they always said he couldn't be contained, so. That's true. We tried to contain him. We couldn't. Stop crying. Stop crying. I'm I'm over it. (coughs) I'm over it. All right, guys. Why don't we at least, you know, make good on our last deal, and I'll make us all a big meal and 
Captain Copes can point us towards Alcaster Isle. What do y'all say? Hey, Knox, bro. Yeah. Which way? Uh, north. What meal do you make for everybody, Devrock? You had so long. <laughs> no, there's a good answer here. Yeah, but I didn't think about it. There is a good answer. Don't mess it up. You guys got any ideas? <laughs> yeah. What is it? White Claw Casserole. A stew made with love with sliced emu on it. Oh, fuck yes it is. Paschetti. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, low on rations, Dimrock just gets in the kitchen and starts throwing everything he can into a big pot, but he wants it to turn out so good to feed his friends this, this first supper. As he's carrying it out to everybody, it kind of wafts in his face and, oh dang, there's some love in here. <laughs> and he ladles it out to everybody for, for a nice big celebration. Yeah, we sit around sharing stories and slopping stew all over each other. What's that sound like? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Is this grapefruit in this stew? Oh no, I don't want the stew. I don't want the stew. No, no. <laughs> there is. There is. Hey guys, you know what we gotta do for our next celebratory meal together, right? No, oh, oh. we gotta fucking. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jared. No. no. Everybody, stop listening. Don't share it. Don't make this funny because it has to come out. <laughs> we can't leave this in here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just bleep him saying, you have to leave that in there. <laughs> Copes uh, heads up to the wheel. He knows Alcaster Isle is north, so he looks in the sky and finds the great southern star and goes the other way. Does a compass hit him in the head? <clears throat> no, it's gone. It, it was in the brain plane only. <laughs> All right, and you set off. You're soaring through the skies once again, reunited as the discount heroes. Cue the set-off music. As you fly north, you hear some footsteps from below deck. Braddock pops up with a, a, a cup of tea in her hands. Oh, you guys are back. You knew we'd been back. We'd been back. We were so loud. Didn't you realize everyone started talking again? The ship's been flying around. Like, I mean... Remember we yelled, We got a deal! We got a deal! What is in that tea, Braddock? Oh, man, it's the best. Do you want some? Yes, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. I've got so much of it. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be building things on the ship. You just made tea the whole time. Well, that's what I came up here to talk to you guys about. I made a couple things. Ooh. Inspired by the things I crafted onto Jimothy. It's really just two of the exact things I put on Jimothy, but <laughs> scaled down so that you guys could use them. Tell me more. She presents a little metallic, like, backpack-looking thing with a winch and a metal hand attached to the end. Dibs! It's all you, Knox. Yeah, for sure, bud. Uh, one, one more. Let me show both of them. Uh, uh, nah, I want that one first. No, nah, he said dibs. He said dibs. We got this here. It's a little water skin-looking thing with a nozzle at the end. It's the flamethrower thing. That one's for thrash. Radic, I swear to God, if there's tea in there... Yeah, actually, you can use this one for tea if you want, but that's what I made it for originally, and then I accidentally filled it with gasoline. I'm going to grab that one and walk up to Thrash and say, hey, bro, who's your first cantrip? Uh, Thrash is 
visibly like vibrating as he takes it. Thank you. I will be sure to put it to good use. Well, you can thank me in just a minute. So I've already helped you guys plenty enough, and you you helped me too, but I gave you guys that spellbinder. I think uh, once I gave you guys that, we were pretty much even. So I push off the shit. <laughs> if you guys want me to keep making stuff for you and have these things I made, uh, it's going to cost you. What's your price? 300 for each of the things that I just made for you. For sure. I pay for the fire thing. 250 Ah, there's no negotiating here. I know what my work is worth. Well, all right. Fair enough. It's a pretty cool thing. What do you call this thing, Braddock? I call it the Flame Spitter. Sounds cool, right? Yeah, super cool. That's awesome. And I call this the Horrifying Hand and Chain. <laughs> Ooh. Also awesome, not quite as catchy. You can also use it to grab people and pull them to you. I call it a shot. Oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, there he is. There he is. Oh, my God. Brad, do you have, like, a compilation of you using this? No, no, no. This is the horniest episode. Or do you, like, practice on melons? We're going to have to have a tag on this episode. Y'all talking about my stew? And if you guys have anything else that you want made, you just give me the idea for it. I'm sure I can come up with something for you. All right, Brent, what are the rules for my flame spitter? Let's say you can use it six times until you got to refill it. You have to buy, like, lantern oil to refill it with. Got to refill it? Yeah, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Can it just be, like, it refills one D4 a day or something? Yeah. Like a D&D mechanic? Come on, Brent. No, that's so true, though. It's not magic. I could put grease in that. Ooh. Yeah, I'd allow that. Can uh, Demi pull Braddock to the side for just a second? Wait, wait. I still need to figure out how this thing works. What kind of damage does it do? Psychic. How much fire damage does it do? I'm going to fucking smack you. You didn't say that. Yeah, as in how much? So it can do either 1d6 damage in a 30-foot cone... And it sets the ground on fire. Or it can do 2d6 damage in a 15-foot cone. Mm. And it also sets the ground on fire. And you can also fully vent the fluids. Ooh. I'll let you give me the mechanics of my horrifying hand and chain when I use it. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Hey, uh... Yeah, Brad, now that you mention it, there's something I could use. Um, I don't even mind paying for it in advance. I just want to hand her the 300... Look, I don't want to alarm you, but there are invisible bears out there. You're kidding me. I I know. I spent the last four (laughs) weeks in fear, looking over my shoulder every time a stick cracks or I hear a bear growl. (laughs) (laughs) That would make sense that you would look around in fear. (laughs) If you can work up anything... That'll let me see them things. That would be excellent. Hmm, that's gonna be tough, but 300's a good start here. You got a deal. And I kind of want to look back at Wagon Wheel, like, huh? Huh? Am I doing it? He gives you a thumbs up. Yes. I'm gonna walk up to Braddock. 
and hand her my barely glowing rod. I don't know what you can do with this, but here's my most prized possession and a hundred gold as a down payment. And you just see what you can do. She looks at it kind of confused and she just nods. Serious. I nod back. So serious. How long do we nod at each other? Can we roll for it? You nod six times back and forth. Nice. That's a good number. Each time getting a greater level of understanding. All right. I really get her now. All right. So now that you've gone through that, the ship goes off. Oh, shit. I run back to the wheel. Did you say ship's going off? Yeah, you pull up right before you slam it to the ground. Oh, bro, sorry, bro, sorry. <laughs> Why is he still driving? <laughs> Captain Copes, here we go. We sail off into the night. No, that's your thing. You say it. So you sail off. I imagine it probably takes, let's say, nearly two days to make the journey to Alcaster Isle to the north. And it's pretty smooth sailing for most of the way. Looking at the landscape... It's probably pretty boring, the repeating planes bearing out their name and just showing you the same familiar landscapes over and over and over again before you reach what must be the northern tip of the continent. <laughs> you now approach the vaunted Alcaster Isle. What's vaunted mean? It's like talked about, mm. spoken about. Vaunted, maybe, with an F? No, he's right. Praised or boasted about. Wow. Especially in an excessive way. You can see the thesaurus pulled up in his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Alcaster Isle itself is a fairly large mountainous landmass, a mere quarter of a mile north of the tip of the repeating plains. What the what? The repeating plains. Its most prominent feature is the large plateau nestled amongst surrounding trees and villages on the lower outer ring of the island. From this distance, what you see doesn't bear much resemblance to the place that you remember, Knox. Less than a third of the school appears to be there, and sections of the lower ring appear to be in ruins, with battered and broken dolls laying on the landscape below. Well, Knox, this is the adventure presented to you by the DM. What do you want to do first? I've got something for you. Maybe you should let him finish. Alright, let's say you're still right over the northern tip of the continent. You're right above the repeating plains... Everyone roll a perception check for me. 14. A 1. 6. 11. Thank God you're here, Copes. <laughs> <laughs> they say that every day. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you heard me coming to the mic, so you were like, let me just knock this down. Huh? <laughs> Copes, you spot something down on the ground. It looks like blood. Like a splatter of blood. And a creature standing over something. A tall creature that casts a large shadow. What's the mood on the ship? That's a question for your shipmates, right? I, I would say Knox is just kind of silent. And all with his one perception check. Is everyone in a good mood? Or, or are we bored? Or what's going on? We're just riding, man. Why is this relevant to what you're about to do? Because I'm trying to decide if I'm going to say anything or not. I fucking hate you. I hate I you so. You're the worst. You're the worst person to play this game ever. I think for the first time, Knox looks scared. Well, I don't want to introduce a giant monster if he's scared. What do we have to say that'll make you do the thing you're supposed to fucking do <laughs> when you play this game? 
I'm going to call Thrasher over. Hey, Thrash. What's up, man? I kind of slow the ship down. You see that down there? I'm going to give him double secret advantage on his perception check so he can see it. I mean, you're pointing it out. Yes, I see it. What do you make of that, bro? That That is blood. Get that. Go- guys. Guys, there's no, blood. Thrash, no. Thrash. You don't want to alarm him. Nox looks really scared over there. Nox, blood. No. Let's get down there. We got to check it out. <laughs> what? Did you hit your head on a tree again? Man, there's blood on the ground. Let's go. Okay, I uh, power slide the ship in a 180 and uh, head towards the figure. But I'm going to bring the ship about, you know, like 50 feet above the ground. Looking down below, you see a bear. It's a perfectly visible bear. You already said we see it. (laughs) Yeah, but it could have just been a a shape covered in blood. Uh, He cut me off. He's right. He's right. Although it, it looks like he's wearing a dress. Tell me more. I jump off the ship. <laughs> and he is just tearing into a gazelle. Just tearing it to shreds. Okay, guys, I think we gotta check out this bear. Nothing to see here, bros. What do you mean? Go down. Just it's just a lovely lady bear having dinner. Yeah. Let's go talk to her. Do you wanna go talk to the bear? Yes. I go down. Okay. I tilt the ship down straight towards the bear. <laughs> All right, you bring the, the ship down low. How low do you bring it? Two feet. Two feet off the ground? Okay. Yeah. Are you asking him how low does he go? I am asking that. All right, you bring the ship down. All right, you guys are watching the bear as it continues tearing into this gazelle corpse. Who's looking at it? Who's on the edge of the ship looking down at this thing? Knox. Not me. I'm fine. All of us. I'm not there. Me and Thrash. And as we've discovered the word, Nox is waving friendlily. (laughs) You see, now that you're looking closely, the bear is wearing a crystal earring in one ear. As it bears its teeth and then leaps at the ship, grabbing onto it with its claws. I told you this was a fucking bad idea. And begins climbing the ship. She's just coming up to talk. Does anybody hear a bear? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I pull my axe out of the axe hole. Hold on! I yell, hold on. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to tilt the ship up (laughs) at a very tight angle. So fucking stupid. Try to throw this thing off, basically. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. All right. The bear fails to hold on and is launched, let's say, 60 feet. (laughs) Copes, what are you doing? She's a fucking bear trying to climb the ship. She was having a conversation with us. Was she having a conversation with that gazelle? She was eating. Were you having a conversation with your stew earlier? Yes. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, well, that grapefruit meant a lot to me. Go back down there. We need to talk to that bear. What? You really want to go back down there? There's a bear in clothes. We're supposed to be saving the world, Knox. It's weird. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I bring it 20 feet and I throw the rope ladder off. I said, you go talk to it. All right, I'm going down. 
I follow Knox. I'm just leaning my head over the edge, <laughs> just looking down. Copes, whatever you do, just stay up here and please stop talking. <laughs> hey, don't worry, guys. I'm sure this is probably a big plot point. And as I say that, I cast Bardic Inspiration on Knox. <laughs> I can't bear to think about life without you, Knox. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Knox is going to climb down the ladder and hop down onto the ground. Oh, my goodness. I follow. Hey. <laughs> you said hey yeah you forgot to say I yell out hey <laughs> <laughs> see the bear pull itself up to his feet and you see it, it's got this wild look in its eyes like it's its eyes are sort of rolling back in its head and it looks like it's crazed somehow and then it immediately lunges at Nox and attempts to attack you and gets can I tackle it uh, no. <laughs> and gets a 17 and a nat 1 to hit. 17 hits. As he bites you for 7 damage. I told you! This is how some people talk! <laughs> He's got a hold on one of your arms. Chomps down into your arm. Okay, that's a little aggressive. We're just trying to have a conversation. Uh, can I look at that earring? Yeah, you can. This is a great time to look at some jewelry. <laughs> well, I'm right there. <laughs> Might as well shop. You see that the earring looks like it's made out of some kind of interwoven silver and gold with an inset clear crystal. Hmm. It's meth. It's wrapped in the silver and gold. Okay. It looks very nice. I mean, much nicer than a bear wearing this dress could afford, typically. <laughs> wow. Okay, trying to talk to the bear. I'm going to grab the earring, because bears shouldn't be wearing earrings. Can I try to rip it off? Yeah, just make a dexterity or strength check. Would that be sleight of hand, maybe? Yeah, sleight of hand, I'll take. Ooh, 22. Are we doing initiative, or am I just jumping in whenever? You'll you'll jump in whenever. I think I know what's going on here. Well, you tell me when I'm jumping in. I got a 22 to grab the earring. All right, you grab hold of the earring. You've got a really solid grip on it, but his ear doesn't quite pull, and he just starts swinging his body around wildly, trying to fling you off. But you've got a super good hold on it. Oh my goodness. See, everything's going totally normal. You're doing great. Uh, what do you do, Thrasher? Uh, how big is this bear? It's as big as a brown bear, so... Ooh, that's a big old bear. I'm going to strike it with my axe. I thought you wanted to talk to the bear. Yeah, and then it attacked us. Who could have seen that coming? That is two twenty ones. Both of those would hit. I didn't say I was raging, so I guess I'm not. That'll be 17 damage. Thrasher, I'm trying to talk to it. What are you doing? It is not trying to talk to you. It's using its mouth. It just doesn't know how. I told y'all that. Alright, you give it a good couple of strikes, slashing large gashes in its body as it crumples to the ground. Nox, you pull the earring free, and the creature just collapses. Ah, damn it. Bleeding out and dying. Really cool, you ought to kill that bear for no reason. Did it feel like when the earring came off is when it collapsed, or did it feel like it was the axe? 
I feel like it could seem that way, but I don't want to just tell you for sure. Okay. Hey, Copes, did you see me mess up that bear? Yeah, I'm super happy y'all just killed that bear enjoying dinner for no fucking reason. I didn't do anything. Hey, bring me back some of that bear meat. Can I Arcana check the earring real quick while it's in my hand? Yeah, you can. See if it's magical. It's at 13. It's definitely suspicious, but there are no obvious signs that it's magical. Aside from it being attached to a bear wearing a dress (laughs) by the Arcane University. (laughs) All right, I'm going to put the earring back on the ear. If the creature doesn't move, the pool of blood below it begins to widen. Copes, help the bear! Can't help that bear, y'all killed it. You can! You specifically can! I jump off the ship. Bye, Cobes! Did it kill him? And I land next to the bear. Do I take damage for that? No, you're fine. Nice. Alright, I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds or whatever I can cast. Thrasher, you need to back up, man. Something's going on with this thing. Uh, Don't act like you care now. Alright, but if it attacks again, I'm coming in. Alright, the earring is back on it, right? Yes. Copes casts the healing magic into the bear, and it opens its eyes. It looks at the four of you fearfully for a moment. You sense some kind of something within before its eyes just glaze over and it stands up enraged once again, and then bites at Copes. <laughs> Damn it. Should have kept the earring off. <laughs> it bites at Copes for... Hold on. No, I dodged. Did it hit? Well, I mean, I got a 20, 22 to hit. I was going to cast Silvery Barbs as a reaction. Uh, He rolled just as good on the second one. Damn it. (laughs) He rolled an 18 to bite. Hey, please don't bite my friend Copes. Oh, nope. Copes, never mind. He he wants to do it still. He bites you for five damage. Ow. So as Demi's watching this happen, he wants to take a second. He's kind of (laughs) curious. And he thinks real hard of a Bloody Mary looks down at his hand. Nothing happens. Just had to check. As Copes gets shredded <laughs> with a 23 to hit. Ugh. Is it my turn? You get hit for 13 damage from the claws. God. As it just gets up and immediately grabs Copes and just starts shredding into him. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry, Copes. <laughs> I didn't think this would happen. Hold on, I can help. And... Demi runs to the steering wheel. Okay. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> How much did you heal the bear for? It's a D8 plus your wisdom. Uh, five. Five health. Okay, yeah, it can be your turn. I know just what to do in this situation. I'm going to cast pain death on myself. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> if you get attacked by a bear, you play dead. He didn't say it was a grizzly bear. That's accurate. It's any bear. That's not just a grizzly bear. It is not. A black bear, you make yourself look big and loud. You want to look intimidating. Not after it is on top of you eating you alive. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to cast Feign Death on myself. Hate to agree with Tyler, but he's got a point. (laughs) Look up bear facts. Y'all are wrong. All right, so do I have to make a roll or anything? Or do you just appear dead? No. Touch a willing creature, put into a cataleptic state that is indistinguishable from death. 
God damn. Why'd you cast a spell? You just do that whenever you want. <laughs> All right. The bear is tearing into you, and then it's just... <laughs> drops you. Starts trying to bury you. <laughs> okay, well... Okay, wait. <laughs> can I pull the earring off again? <laughs> you can pull the earring off again. I do. Wait, wait. Let's see what it does to Copes first. It's got about three foot, Doug, of Cope's grave. And uh, you pull the earring off, and it just collapses to the ground. Copes! Copes, you've killed Copes! Do we think you're dead? I guess so. Indistinguishable. <laughs> nah, he's faking it again. It's fine. He looked so dead. He did last time, too. He's fine, man. Trust me. All right. I don't think I can even do anything for an hour. (laughs) So I'm checking out the bear. Guys, bring him back up here. I'll I'll cook him up for us. I pick Copes up and start carrying him up to the ship. It doesn't say that. I can't. It's concentration, isn't it? It's not. I have to touch the target to, to dismantle it. Duration one hour. Yeah, so I'm just a limp fucking satyr. For the duration, it says he's blinded. Or until you use an action to touch the target. You can touch yourself. Nah, I'm incapacitated. It says he's blinded and incapacitated for the duration. <laughs> I can't touch anything. Incapa- he's not capacitated. <laughs> I'm incapacitated. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be able to hit that on yourself. No, no, he can't. <laughs> That's. What do you guys think? Guys, it looks like Copes is dead. He's faking it. I really want to know what's going on here. Wait, no, yeah, I believe it. He's definitely dead. I dig a hole and put him in it. The hole's already halfway dug, so... My plan worked, but now it's kinda... So I bury Copes. I'm just gonna mute myself, actually. Whoop. I'm gonna cast a spell. Damn it. It's a third-level spell called Arcane Sight. And this makes your eyes glow blue and allows you to see magical auras within 120 feet of you. They surround magic items and other sources of conduits, such as other spellcasters. All right. You see Cope lighting up with some magic. <laughs> no, he's, he's six feet under the ground. You do not. You see a magic aura around Cope's. Treasure, he's still alive. You don't know that. I do, specifically. He's very obviously dead. I can see this. You see, like, a specter of me doing the Dougie above my body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. If you focus on an object, you can determine what the object is as per the identify spell. So I want to look at this bear and this earring. If it's magical, I'm going to know it. Oh, okay. I want to know why there's a bear in clothes here. Dimrock's sitting there watching all this happen. He's hanging out with Braddock, sipping some tea. He's like... See, that's exactly why we need those glasses. <laughs> hey, this is Leech's the Terrible. Um, part of the deal was that I had to come up here and say a bunch of stuff. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, we release every Thursday at sometime at midnight on that day. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the DHCast. 
you can listen to us on any podcast platform of your choice. You can also like us and leave a review. <sighs> Do I really have to say this part? Yes, you gotta say it. You got this part of the deal. Thank you for listening to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. I've never broken a bone because I drank a bunch of breast milk and it made me strong <laughs> and continue to do so. <laughs> I don't know where he keeps getting it. Man breast, women breast, cat breast, doesn't matter. Did you know you could milk a cat? <laughs> it was so weird. I met Aaron. He was like 17. He was still doing it. It was kind of off-putting. Don't need to say something different. <sighs> Yeah, let's say so. Let's say uh, let's pretend. Let's go pretend for a while. I had a few questions for some people real quick. We're trying to scramble. I want to know what have you done with the T-Rex copes? I still have it. It's 3 weeks, man. So what? Did you feed it? I've been feeding it. Yeah, of course. Oh, I hope so. I'm a druid. We're about to have a sad conversation if you didn't feed him. <laughs> oh, of course I've been feeding him. Okay, you better have. Hey, I forgot to say it, but I definitely got that immovable rod identified over that three-week period. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. No, you don't, you missed your chance. You can't do that again until we move his next. No. I've been feeding Terrence daily. You did not name him Clarence. <laughs> Terrence. You obviously don't listen. Okay, I will, I will accept that. <laughs>